look at her. I would die for her. I would kill for her. Either way, what bliss? Unhappy, darling. Oh yes, yes, completely. So the Adams family, Peter. I'm yeah. Assuming, oh. Yeah. Literally just jumping in. <laughs> we're, we're jumping in. Uh, I want to hey, have everyone. the same this enthusiasm uh, <laughs> f- for this property as, uh, I don't know, Gomez Adams does for life in general. Oh, life or afterlife? That, that is true. There's a, uh, uh, I don't know if you call them nihilistic, uh, but there's definitely a recurring theme with the Adams uh, family that uh, anything bad is good it is up is down that sort of thing black is white but yes this is uh the way i wanted to lead into it is this is the original for our show original remake even though this property itself is a remake the version we're talking about is the feature film adaptation of something that had been seen not only in television form but also as a comic strip series do you find it interesting that um okay so I was more of a, a Munsters fan when it came to television, but it's the Adams family that were pumping out like all these movies in the nineties. I always wondered how come the Munsters never got off TV because they produced like what three TV movies I feel. And those I checked out and most of which had at least some of the original characters. And obviously since most of them passed eventually, um, they, they would bring back like brand new people. There, there was even an attempt to bring back, uh, uh, bring it back on television, starring Jerry O'Connell uh, as a Herman Munster. That's a weird. And I That's think weird it was choice. It was. Um, I, I think I don't know if it was created by, but I think uh, Brian Singer might have like produced it or something. It was uh, like a modern, um, a, a modern take on it and. Uh, Jerry Jerry O'Connell was, you know, pieced together by I think Grandpa. I, I'm not I'm not sure. I think I remember this vaguely. Oh yeah, 2012, a reimagining of the monsters called Mockingbird Lane. Mm, that's right. As a pilot, and it failed to get picked up. So they just what marketed as like a made-for-TV movie. Then. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it. You know, actually, I thought it was interesting enough. But not Brian Singer because he is canceled but brian fuller who i think yeah. did hannibal um, brian fuller. yeah okay oh okay. wait that you're right the pilot was actually directed by brian singer that's oh, what it is damn oh wow i i didn't know i mean <laughs> that stuck with me since 2012 <laughs> uh to answer your question yeah i think um what i was reading about when they were kicking around doing the adams family the origin of this 1991 film uh was that <laughs> the producer scott rudin was in a car uh, with some people coming back from a movie screening and someone's kid was there and started just singing the theme song from the TV series mm. and that everyone just joined in. And he's like, Hey, okay. everybody remembers the theme song good enough for a movie, which is, <laughs> it's a strange, uh, I guess, leap you can make that just something that I guess is still ingrained in pop culture at the time. But uh, you are absolutely correct. I don't have any memories at all of watching the Adams family. Like, in fact, we had kicked around doing some of the episodes for this in our format where we do a whole month on the franchise, uh, mm-hmm. until we found out 
uh, thanks to a fan and also some of our own, I guess, research that there is an attempt to reboot this yet again uh, in the 90s uh, that became just a TV movie instead of a TV series. But the monsters, I remember. I remember Herman. I remember those shenanigans and those characters vividly from my childhood, and that's coming way late in the game. The Adams Family, as I know them, is just this this film, this series, Adam's family and Adam's family values. That's my only experience with them. I don't, I don't know if you've gone back. Do you have any experience? Did you check out any of the, uh, the TV series after the fact? No, I mean, uh, just sprinkled here and there over the years. I, I'm not sure what it was. I mean, uh, I was a fan of, um, you know, fan, maybe, maybe not a fan fan, but I uh, was very familiar with, um, oh gosh. Who played Gomez? Was it John Ashton? What was his first name? Was it John? I believe it was. Yeah, Ashton. Okay, so, uh, uh, stepfather of uh, Sean Ashton, um, and because he, you didn't know that? No. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, he's a stepfather. <laughs> that is strange. Yeah, um, because same last name. I, I had to look it up. I think that's that's why. Like at some point, I was just like, oh, they got the same last name. Um, I think he, I think John ado- uh, adopted him. Um, when, once he married Sean's mother or something like that. I, but anyway, he, he also had like a small role in Teen Wolf 2, you know. Um, so I, I knew him from like these other movies. And I think that's why I checked out the TV show, like if, like in passing channel surfing kind of thing, just because I knew the actor from that. Um, this This version of it, I was really excited because I, I was eight years old. First off, I was like, "Okay, I'm familiar with that show. I'll check out the movie." Uh, around this time, you know, it was different for us back then. You know, at uh, eight years old, we can ride our bikes to the movie theater, take the bus or whatever. It's completely fine and safe. I mean, you come um, as a as a city rat, but I, I was a, I was a country mouse, so it was, okay, you know, uh, a good hour away I, I to the closest. Exception that you're a mouse and I'm a rat. I, mean, I thought that was a, is it city? I know it's country mouse. Is it city mouse? So, I don't know. It sounds like you're making things up, really. <laughs> I'm Maybe it's my country upbringing that I have all these <laughs> all these sayings that you don't. You, you were told the city folk are rats. <laughs> is, is what you're yeah, saying. yeah, basically. Uh, um, oh, you know, it's so funny. Speaking of our our buddy uh, Eric here, who has been watching or listening to to our show, I, I'm just getting a notification that uh, he had just um, replied to something Cobra Kai related. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. So, the self-promotion the again. Yeah. But the draw for me, uh, for the Adams Family, was Christopher Lloyd, you know, who um, I know as the beloved uh, Doc Emmett L. Brown uh, from the Back to the Future series. This one would come out the, oh gosh, was it the same year or the year after? I feel like, it, no, it was the year after because um, 89 and 90 was back to back, Back to the Future 2 and 3. Oh, am I, do I have, no, they filmed it back to back. Do I have that wrong? Anyway. Christopher Lloyd was in this one, um, and it was weird for me because I, I was familiar with how uh, Adam, Adam, Uncle Fester sounded in the TV show, and to have Christopher Lloyd like doing his Doc Brown voice or just act like Christopher Lloyd, like, it was a little different for me, a little weird. Did you sleep well? Like the dead, really? Who would have thought the Bermuda Triangle could change a man so much? used to toss and turn all night. We had to chain you to the bedpost. Doesn't make sense. The Bermuda Triangle is a very strange and mysterious place. You'd be surprised at all the things you don't know. She certainly would. Wednesday adores the Bermuda Triangle. She studies it. 
Death at sea. She's hooked. Ask me anything. Being in my old room sure brings back memories. Remember Camp Custer? For preteen offenders. Heart memories precious. Today I like to wander through the house, remembering. No, no, sorry, old man. No wandering today. Today we're going straight to the vault. Yeah, I don't have any basis as far as comparing uh, this, you know, the, the performances. Uh, I guess the direction they took the character. I did see where in the the original original, not our original, uh, that uh, Uncle uh, Fester was originally not even an Adams. Not the brother of Gomez, but uh, yeah, was on Morticia's side of the family. But that would negate, uh, I guess, the plot of this film, the direction they wanted to go, where he's the long lost brother, uh, and as the elder brother is the the heir to their fortune, uh, wherever that (laughs) wherever that came from, Uh, and so there's this uh, attempt by these uh, con artists basically to bring. Uh, this version of Fester back into the lives of the Adamses and then steal their their home, uh, their money out from out from under them. Uh, I think that was probably my memory as a kid. I've not seen this since I was a kid, and I liked it a lot. I, was like, I, I remember mm-hmm. watching it on video uh, repeatedly, uh, but I'd never watched it as as an adult, and I don't really know why. Maybe I just thought, oh, that was just a family comedy and you know it wouldn't hold up uh you know trying not to ruin those childhood memories uh but it really held up for me like i re- i really enjoyed this and i think it is because all of the family like they're all so positive even, even though well okay this won't surprise you at all uh in particular you know that there are some morbid things like what they do to Pugsley, uh, the, the sister Wednesday, uh, which this was like a star making performance for Christina Ricci, especially for, I guess, nineties mm-hmm. kids attempting to do things to him that would most likely kill him. Uh, and as, as seen as, uh, like childish play or something to be encouraged by the family. Uh, there's actually a sequence where Morticia, the mother, uh, takes, I think takes a blade away from, uh, Wednesday and then gives her a larger one. Like, oh no, that won't do. Yeah. You use this. Uh, my feelings like machete, on, almost. on children, you knew that would play well with me right now where it's like, yes, sure. let's, let's do all the, all of the things, uh, to Pugsley. I just, I just forgot how much I enjoyed the, the characters here. Uh, like you probably as a kid, I don't think I really cared as much about the actors at the time, other than knowing, uh, Doc from Back to the Future, except he looks weird. He's in a bald cap and kind of like a mm-hmm. fat suit with a you know this cloak that he's kind of wearing the entire time. Yeah, uh, and I might have known Morticia. I might have known Angelica Houston because I believe a year or two prior the Witches, Witches? came out. That yep, would be yeah. one thing, and that was. Uh, that's funny how it works out. I saw where the Anne Hathaway remake of that film is coming out in a couple weeks on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Well, good. I, I believe. I should have that HBO Max. I mean, I have the HBO channels. HBO is uh, their branding is very confusing, uh, but I think for the most yeah. part, if you subscribe to HBO, you get Max, which is just their 
digital platform. But originally that was going to be a theatrical release and then COVID happened. So uh, I'm very interested in possibly checking that out with you for maybe a standalone uh, episode at some point of doing the witches. The, the old think. format. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be down for that for sure. Um, this one, I I don't want to say I grew up watching, but I definitely watched it a lot in the 90s. Uh, like you, I had it on tape. This was one of two movies that we purchased through McDonald's. Um, they I saw had... that. Oh, did you? Okay. Some weird promotion. Know. Do you remember the details on this? I don't remember the details, but the other movie was Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was like five bucks, and you just buy it. And that, and that's so that's how we owned it. And uh, this and Wayne's World was always on rotation for me in the early 90s. Yeah, it says here on Wikipedia under home media in 1993, McDonald's sold low-cost, exclusive VHS editions of The Addams Family and Wayne's World to coincide with the sequels that were coming out in their theatrical run. Mm. So Addams Family Values, which you might hear you know, at the end of this month, and then Wayne's World uh, 2. So I don't know, some sort of uh, strange collector's item you have there, Peter, through McDonald's. Yeah, and I was a McDonald's kid, so my dad was probably like, ah, he likes movies, so I'll just grab these two because they're for sale. <laughs> you know, something. But um, I definitely watch Values in theater. Uh, I do remember that because, you know, I was watching this with my brother all the time. Yeah, th- I think this is actually pretty well written. Uh, I I actually had a, a good time watching it. I had a lot of fun. I don't remember when was the last time I watched it. But some some of the kookiness, some of them are just really weird and random, which, I mean, it's the Adams Family, right? That's that's what it's supposed to be. I feel like that humor would play well with Kids Day because it seems like from you know what I gather online that uh, especially comedy aimed at, say, teenagers or preteens has gone even more absurdist than maybe our time. Like I, I definitely remember mm-hmm. that starting with like Ren Stippy might have been my first ex- experience with just sort of out there, like nonsensical yeah. plots and comedy. Uh, this one is definitely more plot driven, but as far as the <laughs> the house and I guess the family traditions, uh, they're all – pretty zany here uh, i mean the movie ends on waking the dead which is just grave digging i guess yeah yeah and uh knocking on the tombstones trying to w- like i i, I want to see that i want to see the spirits arise uh, a la casper um christina ricci's on the brain yeah you're right completely <laughs> forgot about that can i keep you that's the line from that movie right um i i mean She's never really come up, but I was a fan of Christina Ricci. I I liked her very much, and as she got older, I I would um, not really check out her movies, more so Google images from some movies. You know, Prozac Nation, maybe. That might be one of them. Black Um, Snake Moan, are you a fan of that one? Oh, never seen that, but I've I've seen pictures. (laughs) It just looks too weird. Was that a Craig Brewer movie? Uh, it's a pretty odd comedy. I'll say that, uh, between her and Sam Jackson. I watched it once and I remember enjoying it, but honestly, I don't remember that much about it other than she's chained up, uh, for a long yes. period of the runtime. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, put that under see. your hat. There, okay. <laughs> Here's, here is, um, my criticism of the movie and it's actually not even a big one. My problem is is the the idea to bring back Uncle Fester and he just has all the memories again? What's wrong with giving him amnesia? You know, that would make more sense. And I think the suspicion 
I think the the realization of Gomez in the car ride following the magnificent performance of one Pugsley and Wednesday, um, I think that would have worked better for me. It's just like there's been so many clues uh, this entire time already, but it's just the um, the comment of the the finger trap is what sets him off. He gets very angry about that. Goes to to do some angry playing with his uh, toy trains, which I don't think I'd ever seen before on film. Aggressive toy playing, uh, train playing, I think is what. Yeah, it's it's totally a thing. Yeah, it's I've just seen like displacement. It's a thing. <laughs> I, I did enjoy the gaslighting sequence with uh, the con artist trying to convince uh, Gomez that it's all it's all his <laughs> fault uh, as far as why Fester right. uh, doesn't really fit in or seem to remember the things that he should. A faker, a phony, an utter fraud, a base, deceitful, Mr. Adams. I believe I'm understanding. I can help, Jess. The theory of displacement. Is this familiar? No. Tish? Oh, it is too exciting. I will explain. Is it unpleasant? Deeply. Your very own brother, you drive him away. Go, off with you. But then you are feeling the little black monster. Pugsley. Guilt. Jess, your brother returns. You feel guilty. You displace. I do? The feelings in your brain cells, they bubble and collide. You suspect things. You love him, but you resent him. Love, hate, hate, love. Like for Mama, no? But I didn't hate my mother. It was an accident. It's a very common psychosis. I'm seeing it every day. Lucky doctor. Displacement. How bizarre. And here I thought Fester was the problem. He's sullen. He's furtive. Backstabbing. He sucks. I suspect him. You're unbalanced. And I hate him. By God, you're right! He is Fester! Thank you, Dr. Pinterschloss. I do what I can. You know, it's sort of progressive, even though this is a remake of a TV series around, you know, mid uh, last century. Uh, you know, the, the women here are definitely the smartest ones in the in the movie, mm-hmm. be it uh, Morticia, yeah. uh, Wednesday. She picks up on it. Or, or yeah. the, you know, the villain her of, too. of the, the piece, you know, that's leading Fester around, you know, a woman con artist, uh, strong arming this guy. Yeah, I, I, I liked, you know, Morticia's, I guess she's, trying to have a more gentle touch as far as taking a walk <laughs> through the graveyard with Fester. And uh, Wednesday mm-hmm. is a little bit more combative uh, in her suspicions, uh, challenges him uh, outright. I thought when we got into this that, because uh, I watched Adam's Family Values, which I'll, I'll try to reserve comments until we actually get to that at the end of the month. Uh, that's the one I've rewatched. Uh, I rewatched it for another podcast. And I think I actually rewatched it as at least as a teenager, uh, but not this one. And some for some reason in my head, I had this one like, oh, it's the one where Fester comes back and it's not that funny and it's got almost like too much of a plot in, in that regard. But I think I misremembered okay. that because I actually had a lot of fun because it's not like this version as played by Christopher Lloyd of Fester is like really that villainous for that long. Like maybe initially, like he's seen as this like 
like this strong armed kind of uh, muscle with the, the lawyer, like lifting yeah. him up against the wall when he's got that hideous wig. But when he <laughs> like joins the family, you can tell pretty quickly. He kind of like wants to be a part of it. Like this, this weird freak show he's kind of into, uh, he's definitely into the, the twins once he is introduced to them. I think that's probably the tipping point for him. Like this is the life for me. But, um, I guess what I'm saying is the plot that I remembered bothering me did not bother me really at all this time around. Yeah. I, um, I enjoyed even like, uh, after the house and, and all their, uh, belongings were taken away from them and you just got this like disheveled uh, Gomez watching Sally, Jeffy, Raphael trying to call in. <laughs> I just love, she's like, Mr. Adams, like, we don't know where to meet. Please stop, stop calling. I was just like, oh my God. So that's great. And then he makes a little nod to like Gilligan, uh, Gilligan's Island. Um, I've been waiting for that. And again, they've only done nothing but TV movies. Uh, I think I've told you before, maybe, um, in, as, at some point in my teens, I actually recasted the entire Gilligan's Island uh, cast with like people at that time. Wait, uh, some of which teenager? are no longer with us now. You did this? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, just for fun. Original remake type stuff. That, that's that's very strange. You're, you're very much like an Adams Family sort here. Like, you know, I shouldn't call you a city rat because <laughs> you're obviously more of a country mouse in that regard, uh, trying to fill fill your days but uh yeah that is a strange precursor to original remake the recasting thing well i i, I think when we came up with the the concept of, of the show it's i i think i mentioned it's just something that i was always i was always interested in you know watching remakes and and um i guess uh tv adaptations that were usually tv movies or bringing back like the old cast well, we and, both share it from like our uh, uh video store employment days right yeah, you know, I used to watch things all, all the time just because it has some sort of tie to like a previous movie uh, that I had seen. Big example why we even started this show was Infernal Affairs. Yeah, Infernal Affairs and Departed, I believe, is episode one, which you can download multiple yeah. times now. Whoever's listening, that would be yes. nice. Uh, one, one thing that stuck out this time, just because like it doesn't need an explanation, but it kind of takes me out a little bit. We mentioned the train uh, director here, Barry Sonnenfeld, was actually the passenger on the train. Like, what is it? <laughs> kind of a weird point to put himself in as like a um this commuter <laughs> on, on this a toy train train yeah just a little weird yeah because for the most part the film kind of holds back on some of those like in the uh, original series they had like a pet uh was it lion or tiger that they had in the tv series and they uh it's just like off screen in this version like you just hear uh, Gomez like saying down or whatever and like you know there's obviously a lot of uh, fantastical elements um, you'll see you know towards the end of the film Fester uses a book as his <laughs> weapon of choice um, which can in this instance conjure up a hurricane in, in that room I can, I think they gave the right balance with this here um, where it's more just like the strange family next door comedy than going full on into like kind of fantasy otherworldly territory i like you know mm -hmm. for instance when they're i guess destitute and you mentioned uh gomez is depressed and watching trashy daytime tv you have uh wednesday and pugsley uh attempting to have their own lemonade stand which you know they put their own oh i love that spin on um and you know there's the the awesome I, at least when i was a kid i loved the the line where the the uh, girl scout comes and says she'll only drink lemonade made out of like 
real lemons, I guess, be authentic. Uh-huh. And Wednesday is like, you know, those cookies made out of real Girl Scouts, like that, that sort of thing. That sort of mentality, I think, appeals to a kid that maybe feels a little bit like an outsider, but also just general, you know, generally just being a smart ass. Um, uh-huh. I had forgotten. I, I remembered MC Hammer doing the song for this movie because I remembered a music video. Uh, I, it was a little bit jarring to me. I guess the first time they're in a car and you hear the, you know, at that time, modern music, mm-hmm. because this film without that probably could take place at any given time. Like if they, they had wanted to remake it and put it back in like the fifties or sixties setting, they could have, right. There's nothing about the premise right. that they couldn't do. Uh, did that bother you at all? That it was like the Adams family in 1991. Um, no, because I, I, I know that it's, featured in the movie but i don't think it's very prominent but uh i get what you're saying yeah you take away the song and it's kind of a timeless movie um yeah i i think it's uh subtle enough to, to me i i'm very familiar with that song uh, matter of fact i was on a podcast like earlier this year and the adams family came up and um i mentioned the song to you know to the hosts and i don't think they knew it and but anyway so i've always known about that song because um it's also kind of like when Vanilla Ice did the Ninja Turtle song, Ninja Rap. So, and, you know, obviously MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice were very big uh, at this point. Not as timeless having those particular artists uh, so t- tied into your, uh, your well, property. Yeah, Dave Franco. Dave Franco's going to be playing Robert Van Winkle here in a movie about Vanilla Ice uh, right here. Yeah, that's um, that's probably like another, what, disaster artist in the making. I'm assuming that's going to be the be, tone yeah. they kind of take. Probably. I I don't really have any issues uh, with this particular movie. I'm wondering how it's going to look going forward because I just, just want to mention their, their pet. They include that on in the cover of the 2019 version, which we're going to talk about next episode. And I've not seen it. Uh, I don't know if you have at this point. Nope. Um, okay. So not, so we're both going in fresh uh, for the recent release. I'm wondering where it's an animated version if they are going to lean more fantastical than, you know, the MC Hammer days. I would say so, just because it is CGI, so you could do a lot more with it. Um, I'm very interested in it, too. I think the reason I did not see it was because uh, my eight-year-old didn't seem too interested in it. I mean, he's a fan of CGI and stuff, but um, I, don't, I don't even know how he decides what movie he's interested in. Sometimes we just take them. Um but it is available, so uh, definitely gonna watch that. Here's a question uh, for you: When this came out, yeah. did you push like your family to see it, or did they just assume that's well, kind of a family comedy? They'll they'll be into it because this is an interesting time period. The early '90s uh, was like Tim Burton stuff, you know, Batman '89. Um, then you would have the Nightmare Before Christmas. There is this kind of like <laughs> morbid, these morbid characters, darker characters, uh, and like scary like settings that were made silly for kids in this particular stretch yeah we, 93 would have edward scissorhands mm-hmm. you know like were your parents into this the adams family at all or, or was it just a kid's thing i think it was a kid's thing um i think as soon as like my brother was able to join me to the movies it, it was more like drop the kids off or we just went on our own kind of thing um my dad took me to rat. see 89 batman yeah it's i think so <laughs> but um i don't remember i remember the, the first movie uh, 89 Batman. I don't remember the last movie my dad took me to. Even Back to the Future 3, I think I was dropped off for that too. Um, 
I, I do recall seeing Robocop 2 with my dad. Oof. What year is that? That's, is that early 90s? That would be late, I think late 80s. Yeah, somewhere in there. I well, remember that too. 87 was when Robocop came out. So I remember um, seeing Robocop 2 at the drive-in, and I think there's a sequence where they like start to cut someone open, and I remember getting uh, uh, yeah. scared. And mm. I think my dad just wanted to leave anyway, because at the drive-in it was a double feature. So I don't know what we went to see. But this was the second movie, and I think he was just tired. He's like, ah, you're not old enough for this. Let's just <laughs> let's just go on home. Pretty violent. Pretty violent. Uh, I do uh, – I guess um, this judge, this uh, this neighbor of theirs, um, I always thought that – is he somebody from the original show? I, I didn't get a chance to check that out. The I always kind of wondered that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it definitely seems like a convenient plot point in this movie – uh, to try to you know remove them from their property and their family fortunes is that this judge character that uh, uh, Gomez, I guess you would say, picks on. He hits golf balls in his property, but uh, it's hard to tell with Gomez. Everybody gets picked on. Do you, do you remember how the movie opens up? Are they pouring hot water on Christmas carolers? <laughs> what, what? Well, here's here's my question to you. It's like this: the the Adams family, the character, the family unit itself. Is like this strange frat where the only way to bond with them is to be physically assaulted in some way or made fun of to have something bad happen to you. Because, like I said, in their upside down world, bad things are good. And so, I mean, I, I just kept going along with it because I think that uh, Raul Julia is just so his enthusiasm is so infectious as the Adams character where, uh, you know, after they're kicked out of their property, he quotes um, someone saying like, you know, anyone who defends himself in like court of law, um, is a fool. And he's like, and I am that fool. <laughs> just, right, just right. the glee with which he says things that sound like, Oh, this is a terrible predicament we're in. It, it just, it was just really appealing to me. So I guess my question to you is when they're lashing out at their neighbors or Christmas carolers, do they actually think they're doing something bad? Do they care? What, what do you think their, their viewpoint is on these things happening to others that are horrifying or would be horrifying to others? I don't know. I think that's probably one of the, the ones that I had the, the most questions about um, in terms of their act, just because it's Christmas, even if like, you know, when we look at Halloween and how, you know, it's supposed to be like this really dark and morbid thing, um, but people celebrate it. Like how, how are they celebrating pouring hot water on Christmas carolers? And do, is there a community of Christmas carolers? Do they not like put out, Hey, do not visit the Adams residence because you're gonna get hot water poured on you. Like, it doesn't look like they live in any sort of subdivision either. It's not an easy walk yeah. up to that <laughs> that house. You gotta have like a lot of space underneath the ground there for for everything. <laughs> you know, the tunnels, water, and, you know, it's, fortune it's underneath. Definitely more a place that a country mouse would live. I think. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The I I do remember the um the play. I do like that a lot. Uh, and it just it, it looks like something filmed by like Quentin Tarantino. It's just massive amount of blood. It looks like Casino Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mr. Orange just laying. I I I mean you could probably speak to this, but like the pride that Gomez and Morticia take in their children and in each other. They have a fantastic marriage. 
here. Like, I mean, there's, there's no getting in between these two. And I think that's probably stuff that as an adult, I would probably cared about more than as a kid, but it's like, wow, these are just extremely positive people in every aspect of their life. Like there's nothing, I guess it's just the way to divert your attention from all of the, uh, the horrible things they like to do to one another. Uh, like, you know, the way they bond with a brother is to throw them to the ground or to sword fight with them, to sing a song and have your brother catch a blade, a knife in his mouth, uh, is that they yeah, the seem to, you, you've never done that. I've definitely never done that. <laughs> I don't, I don't seem... know if it's, you know, because it's better quality on my TV, but you could totally tell that's not wrong. <laughs> oh, it, they didn't even appear to try to trick you at that. I, yeah. noticed, I was watching it on the iPad and I was just like, yeah, that doesn't even look to be like the same white class that we have here. No, um, no, Fester was definitely like thin. The, uh, yeah, just generally speaking, just the, the positivity of these characters who were into just really morbid shit. Uh, just really struck me, and uh, I was really glad that we're uh, doing a rewatch of it. I'm kind of looking forward to the rest of the month. I am too. Um, I think I, I haven't seen Reunion. That's the one where they recasted everybody, basically. Maybe Lurch is the same actor. I'm I'm not exactly sure, but I wonder if that's where they got the idea from, like watching this first movie, this Mamushka um, event that they put together. It's like a reunion, and you see like all these weird Adamses. And where do you find someone like a Morticia? You know that is kind of like an Adams herself. You know because Fester and Gomez are clearly from that family, and they're weird uh, because that's their lineage. But where do you get a Morticia? It's it's funny like seeing the the two of them together because uh, even with Gomez and Morticia, she's still a little bit. She's a different type of darkness than he is. It's hard to even saying yeah. he's got a dark personality at all. He's just over the top, just zany. Right. I do like the auction scene, too. It's like they donated this finger trap, yet they're the ones that are bidding. I read that, that actually <laughs> came from an episode of the show. There was an auction oh, no kidding. Okay. episode. Yeah. It's just also a way for them to almost basically start having sex with each other in front of this <laughs> group of Thank people. Thank God they cut away. I, I can't. I don't. I don't even want to think what well, see, Gomez, for Adams is like. He's, he's very athletic. A lot of flipping around. You yeah. Know? Yeah, he really is. Put on um, the show, Peter. Watching this movie again, there were points where I'm like, okay, this was in the trailer. Because like, I, just, I just remember certain things like that. Um, but the, the lemonade stand, I completely forgot about it until watching it again. And that is one of my favorite moments, too. I think maybe we just didn't get enough of the kids in this one, and perhaps that's why I feel they probably featured are featured more in the second one. Go to camp coming up in the, the yeah. end of the month. So yeah, there's going to be a, I believe an entire B plot uh, with the kids in that way, where it's just their uh, their. There's own one stuff. thing that uh, already dates that movie right off the bat that I just thought about, but uh, the Amy Fisher trading card, right? Mm. Like, I I remember that one very very well. <laughs> Can't can't stay away from the pop culture. Uh, these early '90s Adams family. That's probably something the 2019 version. I would assume will stay away from. I don't even know when the 2019 version is set, uh, but I did look right. it up during our conversation. And Oscar Isaac as Gomez. Interesting. No kidding. Uh, do you know who Morticia is? I will see this. Um, you want to give me a hint? Uh, we like her, but I'm trying to Jessica think. Chastain. Well, yeah, I, I should have uh, continued. Maybe Adams. Um, 
Nope, different uh, hair color entirely, blonde, and she mm. has been featured on original remake. Scarjo? Not Scarjo, in a uh, uh, car chase uh, particular episode we did. Oh, Charlize? Charlize is uh, Morticia. I'm kidding. Yep. Okay. Wow. Any other notable names? We have Chloe Grace Moretz is the voice of Wednesday, and for okay. the... Uh, Stranger Things uh, fans, uh, Finn Wolfhard as Pugsley, the voice of Pugsley. They've all been uh, on movies we've covered. Wait, hold on. Did we cover the Let Me In or what? <laughs> I don't think out? so. We keep saying we <laughs> okay. have, but it's like the last right. episode oh, we never recorded. So apologies. This is our Mandela effect. Like... Yeah. Apologies to the super fans out there. You probably know better than, than we do at this point. Are you sure we didn't cover for War Machine versus War Horse, maybe? That is a possibility. Yeah. But I can't commit Man, I to that know. either. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I know you've got like over 300 episodes there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think uh, I've got anything else on the 1991 other than it was uh, surprisingly enjoyable. Uh, I don't really know why I say that because this was a hit uh, financially, I believe, critically as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Angelica Houston, uh, let's see, she was... Was she nominated for Golden Globe? I, I think I saw something there on the on the wiki. Um, yeah, she was nominated. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting there. I well, I mean, I, I guess with Raul Julia, he was very cartoony, right? Probably my favorite character of the movie. I thought he was really good. Showed a lot of range. The film won a favorite movie at the 1992 Kids Choice Awards. So, you know, the kids got it right. Uh, also a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Original Song for the Adams Groove by MC Hammer. So. That's fine. It was for the kids. <laughs> Just like, like I like that song. I'm not bumping it in my car. That would probably be pretty weird at this point. So I think we're going to move on to next week's show. will be the 2019 anime version, and it has a lot of good-looking people in it that neither Peter nor myself will get to see, or anyone else for that matter, because they're all animated, but we at least get to imagine uh, Charlize uh, with, I guess, the black wig and um, the, uh, what? You don't... Finger you don't traps? In, 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 uh, you don't want to picture her with the, the blonde wig from Fast 8? Or what is that called? I can't keep track of, the of that. Uh, of them, but yes, it's very... Uh, I don't know. Best wig on Charlize. It's probably Atomic Blonde, right? She's a spy in that, so I assume she changes her look. There you go. Yeah, probably. Uh, more Charlie's bang for your buck there. But yeah, I I was surprised uh, how much I enjoyed this one. So I hope that continues with the uh, the more recent one. We'll see. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Check it out, and we'll see you guys next week. I know you have really really young kids. Yeah, it's gotta be so great. They love mom. Yeah, they loved it. And no, it's so nice because listen, up until like two years ago, my kids weren't gonna see any of my movies until they were like fifty two. <laughs> so this is really nice. Let's show them what it means to be an Adams. Anytime that you can do something that is for the entire family, that, you know, has a bigger message, that has real heart for an actor, that's a a real blessing. I would feel like um, I totally failed as a journalist if I didn't get you guys to sing and snap. Oh, well, the snapping is going to be a little problematic. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, but what happened there? Like, too much snapping, right? That was, that's how committed she was to the snapping. I <laughs> snapped until I broke my hand. You did. That's you... what I will do for a film. <laughs> so if I sing, will you at least snap with yeah. me? Yeah. Okay. Na, 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 na. They're creepy and they're kooky. All the way. Mysterious and spooky. They're all together. Ooky. The Adams family. Ba-da-da-da.